All right, welcome to episode 40 of the Queen City Roundup. With you, as always, is myself, Joey Kanji, and other co-host, Matthew Spaniolo. With myself. Yes. is a mood and a half, <laughs> let me tell you. That's all we've been seeing. I, I don't think, like, I've seen another human in... Well, like, I've gone on, like, walks with, like, a few people, but, like, that's like i haven't done anything like crazy like i haven't even gone to a store in like a long ass time this is when i really wish i had a car or- i decided to go to yorkdale Damn. a few days ago just because my friend was like i'm going to yorkdale want to come and i was like yeah, i'm bored i got nothing else to do so why not only friends actually did that but then again like this is crunch time for everybody that's not working uh, and still in school, like myself. Um, you don't have your license, do you? I don't have my full license. Hmm. Neither do I, but I have my test in like two weeks. I failed the I failed I failed the G test the first time. Yeah, I think everybody at least fails one of the tests once. Like a uh, fun story uh, about the driving test. Just to segue this really quickly, uh, my dad when he took his driving test many many years ago, um, he did the test very well. Uh, and then he pulled into the uh, to the lot or the parking lot, and uh, the car was actually smoking out the engine, and wow. nobody knew why, but because like the car was basically or like technically it was damaged. Yeah. Like they were just like, "Oh, you fail on the spot," and he's like, uh, "What? Like I did everything right?" It's like, "No, no, no, we can't. We're gonna because they can't do a test or whatever the rule is." It's dumb. I, I guess, yeah, but like it's, it, they fail you for really dumb reasons, which like I get that because like they they're trying to like scam money, but like come on, man, like that's, mm-hmm. that's that's not cool. But like I don't know, it it is what it is. Like there's some there's some weird weird stuff that goes on. Um, like I remember when I did my G one test for the first time, uh, it was really brutal because uh, I literally got. The one question that I got wrong, I shit you not, it was a question about uh, a manual, like driving a manual car. And I was just like, why is this even here? That was one of and the I, questions you got? I don't remember that. I Although, swear to God, I that my, was one of the questions. I took my G1 test like years ago, so I don't really remember much about it. But <laughs> uh, Do we really remember anything about like half of the crap that we did within like the last like few years? Like I completely forgot that I graduated high school like uh, – what was it like six years ago now? No, not six years ago. Six years ago. Five, five, because I'm 21. Wait, no. <laughs> I graduated. You graduated in 2018. Four, four, four. Because I going on five, going on. Because I graduated in 2016. Two years of a difference. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Anyways, now that we told yeah, our, our life geez, story, uh, stories about driving tests, um, follow us on twitter and on instagram find us on twitter at q underscore city roundup and on instagram at queen city roundup so pull out your phone do that now it takes like five seconds maybe i don't know i never time i'm doing it. it right now i mean I'm you're actually already... not but you know yeah whatever it does not take very long so um take it two seconds mm-hmm. and so yeah today the meat of the show is we're going to be talking about a lot of Blue Jays today with uh, tomorrow. Well, when this is released with tomorrow, the 
the new MLB season starting. But before we get to that, we have some Leafs to get to because it's a a podcast about Toronto sports. Got to talk about the Leafs. But before that, there is an NBA trade deadline. So I guess we'll dive right into that. Um, Joey's going to cry right now. No, I'm... uh, I think he's indifferent. Um, So basically... I was going to cry if... uh, if Kyle Lowry got traded, but he didn't, so so we're good. Exactly. He, you, you guys don't have to worry about Joey eating ice cream on camera or hearing just, him just, slurp just, stuff down. Mm-hmm. Um, just bawling my eyes out. But uh, yeah, um, so everyone was talking about the uh, the big trade, which was uh, Matt Thomas and Terrence Davis in two separate deals for two second round picks. Um. Oh wait, no, there was another one. Uh, which I think we need to like I've heard people say it's mixed. Mm-hmm. Like with this deal. I don't know. I like it. Um, it's the deal that sent Norm Powell to the uh Trailblazers for Gary Smith Jr. and uh Rodney Hood. I think that's it. Just that's that's all it was. Yeah. I think people were just bummed they didn't get a pick. But like I think like Getting, I mean, you, you traded for a 22-year-old, right? So that, that's kind of like your pick right that's there. That's your pick, yeah. It's, it's the equivalent of like in, in other sport, like I guess the primary example is hockey, is um, you go and uh, like you go and you get a top – or you, you instead of getting a top pick, like a first-round pick or a second-round pick, you get a blue chipper, which you then you know morph mm-hmm. into uh, a player – that you hopefully can use in the future, um, yeah. which is Gary Smith Jr., which little-known fact about uh, G.S. Jr., uh, his pops played for the Raptors many, many years ago. He only played, like, 18 games or something like that. Yeah, but he got traded, like, almost 22 years. It was, date, you know. They both got traded from the Blazers to the Raptors 18, no, 41 games into their third seasons in the league. So I can just imagine, like, he calls his dad. It's like, what's Toronto like? Wait, what the hell's Toronto? Dad, you played there. When? Like, 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, it was I mean, fine. I mean, I mean, I think I think Gary Trent Jr. this year was asking about uh, what Tampa is like, considering the oh, circumstances. Oh, yeah, true, true. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to be playing in Tampa for the rest of his uh, no. basketball career unless Tampa decides that they want uh, a basketball team, which, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, it's something that I don't know if they would be. I won't say that they wouldn't be really interested in, but like it's one of those things where it's like, really, do they really need one? Um, but I mean, I don't know. I'm indifferent about this move. I saw a really great uh, post, uh, an ESPN story on uh, on Gary Smith Jr. I retweeted it and a um, story. What'd you call him? Uh, I, oh, Gary Trent Jr. Excuse me. Uh. But I haven't called him Gary Smith for this whole time. I think you did, but I just I my brain just clicked in now and was like, that's wrong. Yay. Mess ups. They're good. Um so basically, Okay, got, Gary, got it out Gary, of the way early. Gary Trent, excuse me. Um, so there was a story that actually uh, ESPN aired uh around late February uh about uh, one of his childhood friends, uh Jordan Bolton. Uh actually unfortunately got uh, got into an accident and was left uh, paralyzed from the neck down 
and uh, he's actually been helping him work out basically almost every day to try and walk again. And I think that just goes to show you like how, you know, play, how athletes should be viewed instead of just like their on court or on field performance just seeing the human side of them like it was one of those stories that like i think i really needed to see and everyone mm-hmm. really needs to see just because like dude like there's so much shit going on like seeing something like that really helped and like i don't know i was just i'm just kind of in a in a happy mood ever since i saw that story just because like you know mm-hmm. not only like you're not only are you an athlete but you're an, uh you have influence and uh you know it's been pretty cool seeing all that stuff uh and then of course rodney hood who's like obviously like being like Haha, i'm play- i'm a raptor for like five minutes until they buy me out mm-hmm. which i mean i don't know i don't know like do they or not buy me out but like you know you know what i mean like rodney hood had some good years earlier in his career and mm-hmm. i say that like as if he's really old but he's only 28 but it feels like he's been everywhere is he like uh i don't want to say he's like danny green i think danny green is the new rodney hood because well danny uh, green's much older is he how yeah. old is danny green? is he 32 31 32 i thought he was older than that i remember he was teammates with lebron in like oh three or something hold like that hold on danny green is he's 33 that's not that much older i thought he was older than 33 i don't know i feel like because oh. he's been in the league for so long he's literally that one guy that you put on your uh on your uh, nba final like list and then like after you win the ring you're just like hey see ya like yeah uh like fun fact danny green got his la lakers championship ring before his raptors won he still hasn't received his 2019 championship ring imagine like he just goes to the federal government <laughs> like hey i need a favor you know like can you all just like get me a ring like <laughs> ship it like canada post oh wait, no, he'll never get it if it's shipped canada post you know what i mean yeah, it's like I'm sure he's probably just like, yeah, man. Like I got my I got my Spurs ring. That's all nice. Uh, I got my Lakers ring. Who knows if he gets uh, a ring with the 76ers? I don't know. Possible. I, it is possible. Indeed, it is. Um, but <laughs> it, it's one of those things that uh, you know we we still don't know just because there's a lot of uh, like there's still a lot of basketball left to be played. Even though I think even though with these moves, these Raptors are uh, I think they packed it in. I think as soon as that uh, outbreak happened with uh, with Pascal and and Fred VanVleet, I think like this is very much uh, very much done, done like dinner for this. Uh, this it, it should be. It should be. It sucks that that the streak like was it's like the best run in Raptors history, seven straight years making the playoffs. But I don't know. I feel like for i think this season's just a wash but before we get on to the rest of the season just like more about gary trent jr i'm sure you've heard a lot about it this happened nearly a week ago but i really like him as a player he's a lot like norman powell um he's strong on defense strong three-point shooter just a strong shooter in general he um yeah he's a catch-and-shoot guy like what norm was on offense um doesn't turn the ball over a lot but that's also because he doesn't dribble it a lot. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like it's he is Norman Powell, but younger, but also has has a higher ceiling. So I like to see like what they do with him. Like as, as he fits the timeline of, of the team, obviously, considering that they're gonna head into like a retool era 
if you want to call it that, because I don't think they're rebuilding, but they need a retool. Yeah, you don't go ahead and, and put all that money into, what, four players or three players? Well, Van Vliet has – okay, Siakam has a – Siakam has, has a, a max. max deal. Um, OG, I know – OG has uh, – does Not a or, max. They're both – I think OG and Fred are both four. Pascal's the only one with a max. Yeah, but in terms of money, the, they don't have none of the only only Pascal's the only one with a max deal, and yeah, and then you just build the team like with all, with those guys, and and then Trent Junior's going to be in the mix. Boucher is probably going to be in the mix too. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of players that I think are going to be fighting for uh, for their spots, and, and they got they got their picks too with two other minor deals. Um. They sent yeah. Matt Thomas to Utah for was it one second round pick or two? It was a second round pick, I believe. I think it was was this second and a third? No, they don't have third round picks in the NBA. Oh right, I don't know. I'm thinking I'm thinking hockey off the top of my head. Uh, hold on, Matt Thomas was traded for yeah, I believe it was. It was yeah, one he was traded for rounder. a future a future second round draft pick. Doesn't and then me. I'm happy that um, he's Terrence gone. Davis. No, I'm happy that Terrence Davis is gone. Um, yeah, that one was just a rough, uh, rough patch. Um, apparently, so, he was an anti-masker slash vaxxer as well, too. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Like uh, that one was just—I think it was one of those things where, um, and I think, well, I mean, the rappers are a real franchise, and uh, what we've learned is that every uh, Toronto team at least holds their players to a high standard uh, in the form of. Hey. They're they're true professionals about how they want to conduct their organization and all that. I find that with all the Toronto teams. Yeah, and they also more or less like, uh, you know, in in short, like they hold players to a high standard whether they're on the court or not, because as we've seen with other organizations, um, you can commit crimes, and then you can still play the sport because you're good at it. See. Mm-hmm. Half of the players in the actually, I want to say half teams in the MLB. I think it's just the Yankees that get away with this. And then, uh, in of course, in the NFL, if you could, if you if you are a domestic abuser in the NFL, or even if you're, uh, or I don't even know what other crimes you'll get your six game suspension or whatever. And then, oh, yeah, like, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Kareem Hunt, I think, was the player who got suspended on the Chiefs, yeah. So like like something like that is just a prime example of like how negligent and like mm-hmm. I, I am proud like and what's funny is that like people were saying like oh man like you know they shouldn't have traded Roberto Osuna it's like yeah you should have like I don't care if this guy was an elite closer which he still was when he left like he was what was really sad was like when he got arrested he was like on pay- he was like starting he was he was probably going to be like he was on he was probably going to be one of like the best closers in the league. Exactly. And like, I think, and we've seen this multiple times and I feel like it's always the same with relievers. I feel like relievers mm-hmm. get in this. I know this is a weird segue. And we talked, we've talked about this on, on many different occasions, but like uh Keone Kella is another one where I think he went to jail for uh, domestic abuse and he's still back in the league. Um, there, uh, there was another one that I can't remember off the top of my head that wasn't a Yankee. Um, I can't remember. Uh, oh, Gregory Polanco. That was a, that's a really rough example. Um, I don't know exactly what he did, 
off the top of my head. I know, I know, like he was very mm-hmm. much he had a high promise, and then he just, uh, yeah, I don't know. There was some, there was something. Anyways, yeah, anyway, um, so getting back to the Raptors, um, so I think given the circumstances, they made out with this trade deadline for better or for worse. I'd say for better. You think they um, they should have pulled the trigger on a Lowry deal? Apparently, that was in the cards. Um, we definitely was in the cards. Apparently, it was the closest that they got was with Philly, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Philly was going to give us the best package, and basically, I I think it was just because um, this is again off the top of my dome. I can't remember exact, but basically, uh, the team was looking for a suitor. Um, for like another contract, which I'm just going to go ahead and assume it was Danny Green. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Raptors were going to basically take Danny Green and flip him again for assets. Um, so basically it was almost going to be like a three-team deal. Um, but I think it, it, they just ran out of time. Uh, I know that there was, I think, a first-rounder involved. Matias well, Thibault, the rumor I think was, yeah, Thibault, Maxi, probably throwing one of the big contracts, like a Danny and Green. Like a, and like maybe a top pick. And then like it yeah, like a work. like a first rounder, and then of and course, apparently what happened was well, apparently um, Masai or Bobby Webster, probably both of them, didn't like the didn't like what uh, Philly was offering. They had their mindset on on a certain package, and they weren't getting it. And they uh, and and they just said, okay, too bad. You don't want to meet our standards. You're not going to get them. Which which I really like. Yeah. I think that's very much something that uh, like I, I know loyalty in sport, everyone looks at it and it's just like, Oh, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Like, you know, you sign a contract, they can move you whenever you want. But like, I think especially with what happened with DeRozan, I think Lowry probably went to Messiah and he was probably just like, bro, like, please don't do this to me. And like, uh, I think if they, if they didn't win a championship, Lowry would have been gone. The fact that they won a championship, I think Messiah's, a little bit more patient. Um, but then again, there's also the talk. You have, like, to, with- you have to show respect to the vets at the end of the day. And, but, but it's not that I don't think Kyle Lowry didn't want to get moved. I think he was very much involved in the process and it wasn't going to come as a surprise, but if the right deal wasn't there, then you don't make the move. And I like that the Raptors um, stood tall on their ass because it sets a precedent, right? It sets, it, it's like, we're not going to, we're not going to fuck around here. We're going to get what we what our guys worth and if you don't want to give us that then too bad you're not going to get them yeah uh and i think that really just goes to show you how hardball you need to be like you always see these these gms Mm -hmm. and these owners bend over backwards to try and appease just to take a contract uh and then of course we see them kind of just swing and miss in terms of like oh either overpaying or underpaying for players like Mm -hmm. for example miami wanted lowry and they were there was talk that was picking up like days before um, and they were like willing to, they were willing to part with a Chua. There was talk about Tyler hero being involved. Um, uh, Olenek, I think was the name that we kind of thought would come back. The fact that I said Olenek. You said Olenek. No, I said Olenek. You just didn't hear me. Anyway. Okay. Um, so like, I, I guess what was really like, I think like what was the name that they were throwing us like Duncan Robinson? Like we weren't gonna do that deal. Like no yeah. disrespect to Duncan Robertson, but he's, like he's a fine player, but 
You're not going to get Lowry for him. Yeah, exactly. If if he's the main piece involved. Exactly. And then, of course, um, the fact that they gave up. uh, Who was the other guy that they gave up to the the Rockets? That who? They gave up. uh, uh, They gave up. What's it? Uh, They gave up uh, Olenek and they gave up another player uh, for Victor Oladipo. I can't remember the other player. Oh, it, it it was not a good return for Houston. Yeah, Houston really botched that one. But uh, I think I think once I think once they uh, a team like uh, Miami saw that there were um, you know situations that they were going to get all the depot, they were just like yeah for, for that as, cheap as price. As soon as they saw that, yeah, exactly. Because like, okay, you Masai, know, we don't we don't we're we're done here. It's like wait, we get to keep our young players and get a very good you know, point guard and Oladipo. Okay. We'll do that. Thanks, bud. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think, I think that the team, I think, I think to be completely honest, like, again, like if the Clippers had assets, they would have been all in on Lowry. Uh, the fact that the Lakers were a late suitor, was just, they just, they, no. I did not expect that at all. They just don't have all the, there assets. was that, there was that fake trade on Twitter where the Raptors somehow got Kyle Kuzma, I believe, which would have sucked. Hilarious. Yeah, I mean, like, no disrespect to Kyle Kuzma, but it's just like, uh, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it, 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 again, it, it's all for the value that you give up. Yeah. Uh, one thing I liked is all those Lowry tributes that were all over Twitter and stuff. They were it all was ready like, to go. It was like, man, man, this guy, this guy's like so loved in like this fan base and all that. It's just like, it would have been so tough to see him get traded, but. I don't know. I guess you got to hold those emotions back for free agency potentially or next trade deadline. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and it's very much like, I, I, I guess like it's one of those things where I don't think like the next deal that he signs is not going to be a long-term deal at the most. He gets two years uh, and that's being generous. Just because I can see the- him signing a one-year deal with the expectation that he'd get traded at the deadline. Depending on oh, where the sure. team, depending on where the team is, right? Because there's a still like a really strong possibility that the Raptors can go and make a run next year if they get like if they do, do what they need to do in the off season, get like their probably get a top five pick, hopefully, and uh, and move on from there, right? Yeah, uh, and I think it's very much like uh, you know with what's going on right now. Like I think like mm-hmm. I don't know if Lowry would re up. I think it's going to all determine on like if I think if he does come back, he's going to have to take a pay cut, which I think he said that he's okay with. Yeah. Um, but again, like it's one thing when you're okay with something and then when it actually happens, you're just like, um, I don't know, man. Cause like, I know with Ibaka, um, you know, he, he wanted uh, the extra he year. Wanted, yeah. He wanted the extra year and management was just like, no, we can't do that. And like, it was, it sucks because you know he wanted to stick around, but then he was like, "Okay, I'll go to business." Gets in the way sometimes. Oh, absolutely, and that's when he was <laughs> like, "Okay, I'll go and sign with the Clippers and go and be eliminated in the uh, second round." But then, I, actually, I don't know. I don't know what the Clippers are going to do this year. Uh, it's very much uh, up in mm-hmm. the air. But obviously, I think like at this point, like the Raptors' season's a wash. Yeah. Um, it- I. It's just this rough. Tank for Kate, or sorry, what is it? Fade for Kate. Fade for Kate. Uh, anyways, uh, before we wrap up the Raptors, uh, we haven't recorded since, so we'll just we'll shut out TSN for doing the all uh, 
all women's broadcast, which I thought was really cool against the Nuggets last Wednesday. That was long overdue. And a funny story about the all women's broadcast. I actually reached out to a girl that I went to elementary school with. And like, we always like followed each other, but it was like, we didn't really reach out uh, And I saw that she was starting an internship with Sportsnet. And I was like, you know, that's really cool. You know, I'm really excited to see that. Cause like we, again, like we need more female representation in sport media and sport management. And like, I want to be like, I'm the first to be like, if you, if you want to get into this business, it doesn't matter like your gender, your age, um, you know, your, I don't know. Like Anything. You're, you're, yeah. Like there's, there should be no like limitations with, mm-hmm. uh, with bringing in people like all that, that should be- matter is your, is your skill set what you bring to the table. Yeah, exactly. And like, even if like, and that's one of those things where it's like, you know, you're going to learn, you know, it's not like you're, you're they're going to throw you into the fire and be like, okay, you know, here's this, you know, good luck. Like, I think general, from what we saw on that, that broadcast with the nuggets was all, which also they're undefeated in that format. So say what you will about uh, that decision. I thought it was really good because not only did the Raptors win, but it was also very entertaining. Um, I just think, in all honesty, like we need more represent like female representation and support in this, not just, the, well, I mean like in general, but also like within the sport sector. And I want, and I want to see that more. And the fact that like, I saw this person that I saw, I was just like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I hope that you, uh, you know, you, you know, it all works out and you can call Raptors games and whatnot. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, shout out to that. Uh, now, there's a fun thing happening over the next uh, couple of days. Well, in the next couple of days. And that is something is starting for the first time in what feels like forever. Well, are we going to, I thought we were going to talk about the Leafs first. Oh, that. sorry. I'm jumping ahead of myself just because I'm really excited to, uh, to watch a certain thing, which we'll Don't get worry. to. We'll get to it in like um, about 10 minutes. Yes. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Leafs, uh, really weird. Last time that we did a show, um, it was a rough, I think they lost a really bad game to, I believe it was the Jets the last time that we did. I don't a show. remember to be honest. Um, well, the last time that we did, my memory is terrible. Every day feels the same right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like people make like people make jokes about it but like this is a real thing like i don't even know what like i completely especially forgot. at the beginning of like of like quarantine i i had no idea what day was what oh 100% and this screws with everybody especially mm-hmm. in the uh in the sector of like what everybody wants to do uh oh yeah we were talking about the goalie situation um because i believe at that point was uh I believe that was that point where they uh, they just came back from the break, and I think they lost to the Flames, and that was Freddie's last start before he uh, basically went off to exile. It's like I don't know where he is right now, um, but I don't know. It's been weird. It's been weird. Like for a team that's won, uh, they have p- points in four of their last five. They played really, and what's funny is that they, they would they basically secured points in in what in three straight games, like they secured at least a point, and they've gotten five out of a possible six, which is very good. 
Um, but now, of course, since we're recording on Tuesday night, tomorrow night's a huge test. And Against the Jets again. Mm-hmm. Now the Leafs Love have a game playing Connor Hellebuck. Now the Leafs do have a game in hand on Winnipeg. Uh, I don't believe the Jets are playing tonight. I believe that they, yeah, they have tonight off. Um, but you know they have a little bit of a of a of a lead over the Oilers. They have a little bit of a lead over the Jets. Uh, but next, like you know, it's got to be big because you know they need to establish the fact that they are the team to beat in the uh, in the North Division. Uh, and what's crazy is that like you know Montreal has all this time off, and they're hoping to kind of like make some noise in that sense. But like mm-hmm. the Leafs have more points. Would you have thought last year that the Leafs would have had more points than the Boston Bruins? And that they would have had more points than the, I mean, uh, they're really, uh, uh, the St. Louis Blues, who are the, well, two, two years ago, the Stanley Cup champions. And they would have had more points than the team that went to the Stanley Cup final, the Dallas Stars. If you answered yes to all of those questions, then I don't know what you win because you predicted correctly. Um, and then, of course, everyone's going to say, oh, it's the North Division. You're playing the same teams over and over again. Every 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 division has their bad teams. Like, like you're going to tell me the – The last time that the Bruins played – Like the Predators group, might make the play. The Predators are currently in a playoff spot. They are. And, you can't tell uh, me that Central Division's good. They so, have the Lightning and Hurricanes, and that's about it. The I am the Panthers so glad. Are, the Panthers aren't scaring me much. I don't care. Like they have a really good start, but they're starting to, to, starting I am to so um, themselves out. I'm so glad Anyways. that you mentioned uh, the National Predators because I think that that closes the door on, on Mikhail Granlund, unless it's going to be one of those things where, uh you know, a team like Nashville might want another piece to their, their core, which I mean, like it's possible, but I don't know if it's likely. No, Nashville um, thinks they're good now. So they're not going to yeah, be. Uh... So, so, so Grandland, Grandland's out. I think that makes the most sense. Um, Looking at other teams that they were the least linked to. I mean, are you still in on the Taylor Hall bandwagon? Cause like, I don't know, man. I think, I, I think that I, I think, yeah, I can't speak. Here's here's what I see. I don't think the Leafs will need another top six forward. Like I, do. I don't think they need to acquire a top six winger if Galchenyuk keeps playing the way he has over the last few games. I have an option. And I mentioned this before, and I think now it makes the most sense because the team is now starting to regress a lot. I was looking earlier today, so like, okay, Eric Stahl got moved to the Habs. Why? I don't know because I guess they needed more veteran leadership because Corey Perry wasn't doing it, which is funny. Well, fun fact be- about the Canadians, and this is how stupid the loser point is, they have the second least wins in the North Division right now. They only have two more wins than the Ottawa Senators well, that are I mean, sitting they, in a playoff spot right now. They also, keep in mind, like have a lot of games in hand, but like still, it's one of those things that you look at. Um, Ottawa has played. Ottawa has played five more games. Yikes! I mean, that's that's not reassuring, man. That's not really reassuring. Um, Still, let's see. The Flames have more wins. They played six more games. So the Canucks, but they also played six more games. But like a record of what is essentially 
14 and 17 should not be good enough for a playoff spot. Yeah, but keep in mind they made it last year without even hitting 500. So what 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 do the rules? I mean, last year last year last year's different just because of the uh, just because of the of the panini panoramic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, pan <laughs> anyway, so I had an epiphany earlier today, and I was thinking about making a thread of players that the Leafs should go out and get, and I was looking all over, and like I was looking at teams that aren't going to make the playoffs, and like okay, uh. Do any of these players include a goalie? No, I did not uh. look at goalies. I was looking primarily at wingers, which I'm assuming this team is going to look at. Um, so I was looking at players that would make sense. Uh, I know everyone was kind of clamoring for Connor Garland, um, but I doubt the Coyotes will want to let him go without paying a huge ransom for him. Mm-hmm. Um which makes sense because he's playing really well, but he's going to, I'm really curious to see how that contract's going to look. Imagine him making like 7 million bucks. Um, as far as defensively, I know the Flyers waived uh, Shane got ghost bear. Um, that one's which, weird. Cause like, he's not even having like that bad of a season. If you look at like his metrics. And yeah. All that. But 4.5 again, that's a huge cap to take on. I don't think anybody would want to take that cap on. Uh, but then I was looking at like wingers that the Leafs could really get. Um, and I had like, there were a couple that I was looking at that I'm like, okay, maybe this works. Like Columbus has some names that I'd be re- interested in. Um, like if you're going to want a bottom six player, if you can retain salary, I wouldn't mind getting like a Boone Jenner. Um, but again, like I doubt that Columbus would want to sell a player like that. They'd probably want to sell UFAs. And they also have David Savard, who would be great. I think it would be an upgrade over Bogosian. But again, I don't know if they would really want a defenseman right now. I think um, I think they need a left – no, sorry, a right shot D, just in case. Like, you never know what's going to happen, right? Like, if someone goes down on the right side, who do you have to, to go in? Who, who you'll be able to trust in the playoffs? There really isn't that much option in terms of, like, expiring, like, right shot D – um, just someone, those, even even if someone who plays on the left, who has played in the right in the past, like you just want some depth there. Like, like in the cup run last year, Nash, even um, the Lightning had to had to use Luke Shen, who who would have thought he'd play a, a a big role in a on a Stanley Cup team. Thinking about it right now, maybe an Ian Cole with a salary retained would be nice. He could play both the left and the right side, and as one and one two Stanley but Cups. Is, is, but but are, are the he's on the Avalanche now? No. No, he's on the Minnesota Wild. Hmm. The Wild in a so playoff spot? They are in a playoff spot. And that could be a that could be a convenient deal. They could probably be like that one team that squeaks in. Um but I don't know I don't if know. they'd wanna if they'd if they'd be selling anybody then. But then again, like a lot of teams probably don't have the probably want to shed some salary. Uh yeah, like they're like looking at some teams that aren't in the playoffs, like Dallas, I was looking at, they don't really have anybody. The Red Wings, I we were told, well, we weren't told, but basically they said, if your name's not Dylan Larkin, Anthony Mantha, or no, not if your name's not Dylan, yeah, Dylan Larkin, Anthony Mantha, uh, Moritz Sider, and like Lucas Raymond or Zadina, you're open for business. Mm-hmm. So two players that I was looking at that I think the Leafs should acquire, obviously the one that I would really love, but I doubt they want to get would be somebody like uh, a Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, but he is a restricted free agent making three and a half. I don't think that the Leafs want to go with another. Speaking of Detroit, I have a name. 
what is the name? Jonathan Bernier. No. Why not? He's look at his numbers this year on a shitty team. I don't. He's know not if, bad. I don't think this team will punt on another goalie. That's just me. They should, but I don't think they will. I don't if think he do, costs gonna... very much. He's not bad. And then come he's playoff time, on, he's also on IR. Yeah, for how long though? I don't know. I don't think I don't think he's on for that long. If he isn't, like, I don't know. That's something I'd explore. And then you go into the playoffs with Anderson. Diego would be a good option on the back end as like a depth guy. He can play the right shot. I'd Mm -hmm. do that. But I had another name that I was looking at uh, in Vladislav Nemesnikov, um, who would be, I think, good for the bottom six. Yeah, I think. Like I said, if Galchenyuk keeps playing like how he is, I th- I don't think you really need like a top six guy, but then you can like try to look at the bottom six. Like you can find someone on that third line. And then, I don't know, but then you want Zach Hyman you like on the third line. Maybe someone who can like move Engvall down. Yeah. Um, but I was looking at this team anyway, and it's a team that the Leafs have had history for for quite a while. They've made some deals with them in the past, and I think I know who you you know I'm going with, and that is the Los Angeles Kings. And you're going to say the guy that Woodbridge would love. Yes, I, Alex Iafalo, uh, Eden, New York's finest. Um, 21 points in 32 games. He's on pace in a normal NHL season, I believe, to hit 50, which would be a career high. Um, he's a collegiate signing out of uh, U of Minnesota, Dilith. Um, Is he? Been, I thought he played. Oh, never mind. I think of someone else. I am thinking of someone else who played in the OHL. My bad. So um, he's played quite a bit in the King system. Uh, he's not exactly a goal scorer, but he, he's a guy that could be a good two way forward, I think, that this team could have. Um, now, you may be asking, what would the Leafs need to give up? Now, if they do pull this trade, I do believe that their first or second round pick would be in the deal. Um, now, people might scoff at that, but considering the draft this year is going to be very weak, uh, your first round pick is whatever. Um, and the Kings will definitely take a pick uh, to kind of replenish their farm system, which is looking very nice, by the way. I'm liking what the Kings are doing. Um, and also, if you do want to go ahead and add another left uh, guy on the left wing, I think. If you do let go of a roster spot, I think Pierre Engvall is the odd man out, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean for the expansion draft? I don't know. That might mean that Alex Kerfoot could be. I don't think you, you'd you be losing him anyways. I think you're losing because you can only um, protect three defensemen. I think you're losing one of Dermot or Hull. I think they're losing Dermot in my eyes uh, in the expansion draft, which, I mean, it's hard to – or you could potentially throw Dermot in this deal and then just let them pick Engvall. Uh, I honestly think, like, and especially like Bear Banov um, could be a guy that they could throw in. So I would say, I forgot he existed. So did I. I would say a fair deal in my eyes would be uh, Bear Banov, Engvall, or Dermot, and like a first or second round pick for Ayapalo. And it may seem like a lot, but if you think about it, Dermot on the Leafs' left side depth chart is probably now down to four. Um, he would have been a little lower at five if uh, the Leafs kept Nico Lettinen, which unfortunately they didn't. Uh, Rasmus Sandin is going to be their left shot of the future. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a step and plays in the top four. Probably would be this top team's top defenseman at this point. 
um, which I think would be really good for um, for the team to look at. Uh, and obviously, there's a lot of uh, prospect development. Like, there's a lot of bodies that the Leafs could throw the Kings' way. Like, keep in mind, like the Leafs got Jake Buzzin for like what a, a second, a first round pick, uh, Sean Jersey and Carl Grundstrom. And the first round pick turned into uh, Tobias Bjornfort, uh, who's very good, by the way. Um, so I think realistically, like Iafall, I think is the guy that you would put with uh, GT and Nylander once you get down the stretch. Um, Galchenyuk, I think, moves to the third line with Kerfoot and Mikheyev. Uh Or you can move Iafalo there too. Um, because I he think, can play center. I don't know. I really well. like. I really like how Gilchenyuk is fitting in with Nylander and Tavares. I don't know if I want to mess with that much, unless it like goes goes poorly down the stretch. I don't know how fast Ayafalo is as a skater, but I do believe like him playing with Kurtfoot and Mikheyev could be very nice for the team, just because like if he's like, and then you move he's Hyman. More of a defense- yeah, you can move Hyman to the top line if you want. So then Simmons want- and Thornton on the fourth line with Spezza. Yeah, like, and like the Leafs have tried that before, and like, I it's definitely their slowest line. Jeez, imagine that line like ten years ago. <laughs> Actually, what was really funny, what, what was crazy, um, I did this earlier was, uh, I just went on Sportsnet and I went on the you know like with the the stat tracker to see like who's leading in in all stats. I set it back to 2010, 2011. Dude, there was no scoring in the early 2010s. Oh my god, dude! Dead the, puck the era. High, the highest score was like 101, 102, and it was the Sedins. The Sedins were the top of the league. And then, like, you look at goal scoring. Like the year that Malkin had 50, which was like almost 10 years ago now. Ovechkin only had 38 that year, which was one of his worst years. And then he's mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, I can score goals again. Um which is crazy to me uh, to see again, how much this league has, uh, has evolved, but there, dude, there were some names there that I completely you know, like looking at like the top 10 wins. Ilya Brzgalov was there. Um, Tim Thomas was there. Thomas Vokun was there. Um, and like goals against average, like John head or Johan Hedberg, who was <laughs> Marty Broder's backup before Keith Kincaid decided to be that. Um, Keith Kincaid was in the league for that long that he was his backup. I think so. I think he or no, yeah, because they got Schneider, so it was Schneider yeah. and Broder for a bit, and then they went to Schneider and then brought Kincaid in. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's a weird situation. Um, now I know some people have been thinking about the Leafs getting Miles Wood from the Devils. I wouldn't be. I'd like against, that. I wouldn't be against that, but considering he's twenty five, like. I don't I would know if want, they would part with him. I'd want Murray from the from the Devils as like depth for the, for the for the right side on defense. I don't know if Ryan Murray could play the right side though. He has um, in the past, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. That's a good question, actually. I I just don't see a situation where like teams like especially in like looking at each division, the West will make the most sense. Um, especially now that you have to only worry about the seven day quarantine, no longer the 14 day for pro athletes. I think an eye follow trades coming and I, I, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I am banging that drum like no tomorrow. Like it is, I'm so down for that. Like 110%. Mm-hmm. 
I'd be down um, for it too. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like, again, like the trade deadlines in less than two weeks. Uh, so. Oh yeah. Now up. there's no two week quarantine. Yeah. So that's up. huge. We got to, we got to see some trades going hopefully soon. Um, speaking of stuff, mostly soon is it, is it time? Springtime, which means we're getting this, that spring weather now, which is funny considering that that opening day, there might be flurries, but yeah, nonetheless, it's, it's springtime. So that means baseball season, which starts when you're listening to this tomorrow. Really? It starts on Thursday. Yeah, I said when you're listening to this. Oh, yes. Because people will be listening to because it's not coming out until Wednesday. So I'm a moron, guys. Forgive me for trying to learn the English language. Um, but yes, dude, I've been wanting like, dude, I've been wanting baseball like normal baseball back ever since the team signed Hinge and Ryu in December. Like I wanted this so freaking badly, and now I'm getting it. Well, sorry, we're getting it, and. Oh, doctor, am I excited? Um, now, unfortunately, there was some some awful news that we didn't. Uh, I don't think we touched on. Did we touch on Kirby Yates last week? Uh, we did. We did. We touched on the injuries. Um, I yeah, don't know. Right uh, now, I, I was thinking we'd have a fun show. Talk about what to. Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity with this team, especially without Springer in in the rotation or in the the batting lineup to start mm-hmm. um this is a good opportunity for a lot of guys i think to me uh biggio is gonna st- uh, lead off which makes the most sense even without springer in the lineup dude that team is so much better like i mm-hmm. like you have uh bichette who i think is just gonna have a monster season you have guerrero who looks like he's going to literally bench press everybody man guerrero, not even break a sweat is this, is this the year guerrero has his breakout season it, I think it is. I think from an offensive batting standpoint, it is. We'll get to 100%. this more because I have some some over under questions for yeah uh, um, for you, which we'll touch on in a bit. But right now, I guess we can talk about like the team and and the lineup and all that. Let's, let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about the fact that um, as far as like spring training wrap ups, um, Francisco Luriano getting uh, released was kind of a surprise. I thought he would have at least made the team on a minor league deal. I think he signed the deal with the intent of trying to make the team out of camp, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense. I honestly I th- thought they had a spot for him. I think that um, uh, my, um, Atkins made this deal to not, I don't know, just to like, because they were playing the Yankees a lot in the in spring training. It was, they didn't, they didn't want to give away a lot of what, what the Blue Jays have in their rotation. So they, so they'd give Liriano a lot of those innings against like the Yankees and stuff in spring training. That's interesting. I kind I kind of want to know about that because um, they were purposely um, like with guys like Ryu, they purposely weren't playing him against the Yankees. Instead, if it was like his turn to throw, and they happened to be playing the Yankees that day, they'd have a simulated game instead of him pitching in in the uh, in the game, which is interesting. I like that. I like that game. That gamesmanship. Yeah, and it's not uh, it's not bad at all because you're not you're not giving away an advantage and you're not mm-hmm. uh, you're not trying to seek an advantage. So I think, and also like it's a, it's another low risk uh, 
gamble where if he works, great. You can put him in the rotation. Yeah. If he doesn't work, I mean, you know, who cares, right? So speaking of um, of the rotation, what is your biggest worry about this team and why is it the rotation? Ooh, how much time do we have? Um, okay, um, so with the rotation, keep in mind that... There's, I something's going to happen at either at or before the deadline. Yeah, this this rotation is not making it to the deadline. I don't um, think Gritchek is not gonna make not gonna last a full season. I guess it depends. That depends on oh. Springer's health. Um, but as far as like um, like the team as a whole, like rotation wise, um, there are a couple names that I'm just like I, I'm not sold on. I think Robbie Ray is at least at best a three guy. On this team, he's gonna be a two guy, but I think he definitely. I think uh, he'll be. I think he'll be a three once um, once Pearson is uh, is up and running. Yeah, like it's definitely going to be like, you know, he's he's going to be a very solid guy. I just wouldn't think he's going to be like a guy that puts you over the edge because like, I think he was like a, a two guy, like a one or two guy with the uh, with the Diamondbacks when he was still with them. He was a guy I would have loved to get uh, a few years ago when, when the Jays were trying to at least, you know, I don't want to say compete, but they were like, you know, kind of trying to throw something at the wall and, and, and make it stick. Um, but I think he's solid. Steven Matz has probably been the best pitcher, like the new best newcomer pitcher, I would say. He impressed a lot in spring training. I'm, I, it surprised me that he still had, had it. Yeah. Like he, he has a lot of stuff that, and like, he's got, a really good he's got really good stuff i think what it all comes down to is um he was playing in a really hard hitting division and uh, the national league is obviously very uh filled with uh power hitters so i think that really kind of screwed him uh and also like to be fair i don't mean to like sound rude or disrespectful but like uh the mets pitching staff really was not that good so mm-hmm. uh i think ideally going with you know, a guy like the Jays have made pitchers like Matt Shoemaker look really good. And I'm not trying to say that, like, you know, Matt, he's going to have like a, a Cy Young season and Steven Matz, but like, he's a guy that I think he, he can eat innings. And that's what I think the, the Jays brought him in to do was to eat innings. Uh, and also you add in another player um, who is a lefty, which you know you can't you can never have too many left-handed pitchers in baseball. Remember when and our only left-handed pitcher was Aaron Loop, and it was every single game he'd come in. Aaron just, Loop, Brett Cecil, and just Aaron Loop things. <laughs> Brett Cecil, like so much stuff. There was um, that one year where it was just Aaron Loop, right? I think it was the year after their their second ALCS appearance. Yeah, and it like, was just exhausting to watch. <laughs> it was. Um, I do like this team's uh, left-handed depth now. It looks very, very good. Um, as far as, like, other players in the rotation, like, Stripling, I think, is an okay four guy. He's someone who has good stuff, but it also comes with, like, you know, a cost. Like, what is this guy going to be, like, you know, second or third way uh, through the lineup? And... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what the tenor Roark situation from last season. Oh, like here's the thing with Roark. Like, I think he's like, he's, he's a grinder as they say, where he will eat innings. He'll take on 
Like he'll obviously, he's um, a vet. Yeah, he's a veteran. He'll eat. He'll you know eat pitches in the count. He'll work the count with players. Even if he comes back, you know he'll be down three zero. He'll come back. He'll have probably he'll have like it out. good good at bats. I guess you can say against mm-hmm. like against like some hitters. Like like he'll he'll get them to yeah work the count like what you said. But it's just like it's like when he the days where he doesn't have it, it's bad. Yeah, and, and it's very noticeable, which is unfortunate because I do think that he does have some uh, a future in this uh, in this in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say he doesn't have a future, but like he's one of those. He, he's not on a contending team. Like he's a rebuilder, and I think that's what they sign him to be—a transitional pitcher. Yeah, um, I'm surprised that he kind of lasted this long. I thought uh, the Jays would for sure still be in on Trevor Bauer, but I'm okay with not getting Bauer for that money. Um, after right, one one good season, or sorry, one exactly. elite season. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, to me, I think as far as the five spot goes, because that's that's where a lot of people are looking at now. Right now, TJ Zoic is penciled in. Uh, I think. Well, that's because Robbie Ray now. won't be ready for his first. Yeah, start. so he'll make he'll make a start. Um, he's an, like the thing with Zoic is he's an a very solid guy. Like he's got some really solid stuff. He was actually one of the first picks uh, that the Jays made uh, this new management paid or paid made in, uh, in 2016 in the same draft as Bichette, by the way, um, which also uh, fun fact about Bichette. Uh, if the blue Jays did, did in fact resign Edwin Encarnacion, uh, the blue Jays would not have gotten Bo Bichette. So I think in that sense, they've, They've done well. You were right for not signing him. Yes. Uh, Then we have Austin Martin right there too. So, yes. Um, (laughs) Also, looking at Zoic, he's a big dude. He's six seven, Mm -hmm. and like, I know I know height doesn't matter with pitchers. Uh, You can see Strowman's uh, Twitter account to know that. Um, (laughs) But I think ideally, it's one of those things where. Uh, you know, he's still unproven, but he's definitely kind of like a guy that I would rather have in the lineup than a Rourke. That's just me. Um, um, I think we touched on this last week. Um, do you see Alec Manoa making the rotation at some point this season? If he does, I think it's probably going to end up being near the end of the season. I, I think he has to really impress in because, like, keep in mind, um, you know, uh, Tanner Pearson was or not Tanner Pearson. Nate Pearson. Oh my God! Why did I say that? Um, so Tanner Pearson plays baseball now too. Well, he should. Looking at the way that it, his uh, career with uh, yikes, um, Burn. but yeah, I think nothing against him. It's just I, I'd, want, I'd rather not be in Vancouver. Right <laughs> Jim now. Jim Benning moment. Yes. Um, the thing with like a guy like. Uh, Nate Pearson, like he wasn't supposed to make the team out of camp. Like they were supposed to send him down to triple a for the, for at least for the first month or two. And then of course they didn't do that. They ended up with, uh, they ended up with him on the roster, which no pressure kid. You're only dueling Max Scherzer. Who's one of the, uh, was either Scherzer or Strasburg in one of his, uh, I think it was Scherzer in one of his, uh, first, first starts. Yeah. So like, I think they want to be a little bit more, patient with him because like they know they know what Pearson can do but they, the, in, they the wanna... injury history is kind of kind of scary already 
Yeah, that one. Concerning, I guess. Not scary, but concerning. Yeah, I think that's definitely, uh, you know, one of those things where, you know, you need to hope for the best. Uh, I think with Manoa, though, he's going to make the rotation at least for sure next year. This year, I don't know. I think think they kind of, like, take their time with him because, like, this team – and like it's not just this team, like the majority of, of teams in Major League Baseball, they more or less want to manipulate service time. And I'm I understand why. But like mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like we want to have fun, man. Um I'm trying to see what else you want to talk about before you can move on to some some over unders. Uh all right, you can hit me. All right. Maybe we should. I'm going to track these down and we'll revisit them either mid season or at the end of the, at the end of the season, just cause I think it'll be pretty interesting. Um, I'll answer them too, but I will let you go first. So I have a pen and paper here. So I will say, um, Hyunjin Ryu. Will he have, let's see, over or under, 25 games started. Ooh, that's an interesting one because I believe he's his most starts that he's ever had was 30. Was 30 in his rookie yeah. season. I'm gonna say under. I think that they depending on the season, whether they're good or bad, they're gonna rest him. Um, so that's very much something that I think is going without saying. Uh like I love him, I think he's a great at least a great number two guy i don't i wouldn't call him an ace but i think he's an ace he's his, his cy young award uh finalist the last the last two seasons he was but it's one of those things where i think you need to like you know i don't want to say pump the brakes on it but you know they need to kind of be a little cautious with him just because of his injury history mm-hmm. so that that's the that's what the only reason why I'm saying under. I don't know if you. I'm assuming you disagree. No, I agree. I think he's gonna be. I think he'll be under uh, under as well, just because like of his injury history. They're gonna be really cautious of that, and like even if like the smallest thing, they'll allow him to miss a start here, miss a start there, just to sort of like make sure he's right for playoff times. This is a team that is that their goal is the playoffs. And anything short of that, I think, will be they'll, they'll view as a disappointment. So they're going to make sure that he's ready for the playoffs. And if that means missing a few starts here and there, then that's that's how it's going to be. Yeah, I think that's definitely the best way to go about that. All right, sticking with Ryu, uh, over or under, we'll say twelve wins. Uh, over, I'm not looking at any betting website, by the way. I'm doing these off the top of my head just because. Yeah, I think over. Like, it's one of those things where, like, he's at least a – he's definitely over a 10-win guy. As far as, like, over 12, I don't know. Uh, um, I'll, I'll say sure, but, again, like, it all depends on, like, how much he plays. I want to – I get. I will say over – because well, last year he only started uh, twelve games and had five. So I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at how much better the team around him is, and the offense will be there'll be more of it to help him out, take a load off him. So with that, 
being said, yeah, I think he's going to be, I think I, I'm going to go with over as well, just considering the team around him is improved. Fair point, fair point. Uh, let's see. Let's go sticking, doing another one with Ryu. And this will be his ERA over or under two and a half. Uh, over. He'll be a three guy. I think three he's. Guy? I think he's very much a guy who like, you know, he'll give up like three runs a game, but he's not going to be like a guy that like is in like the Cy Young number category. At least that's just again, just that's just me. So you say over, I'm going to say under, just because looking at his last, looking at his, I really don't like to use 2020 numbers as reference just because they're all like so skewed. Um, I will say he, he had a 232 in 2019 and in 2018, a 197. And he had a 2.69 last season. But like I said, those numbers are kind of iffy from the 2020 season. So, I don't know. Given that the, the pace that he's on, I feel like he can be under. Yeah, but also he's playing against, like, big home run hitters like the Yankees and the Red Sox and any other teams. I think he's got it. All right. <laughs> Move on to the golden boy. Well, I guess there's a few of them on this team. Golden uh, children. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Whatever over. over. Oh, <laughs> I was going to put the home runs at 25 just because he really hasn't gotten near that in his first two seasons. I think but... he hits 30. I think he has the potentials to hit 30. All right. That's just, that's just me. Yeah, I agree with you. I was going to say 30 is the over-under, but I thought that was being a little, a little rich. But uh, so I just put it at yourself. I put it at twenty five, just just because like he hasn't done it yet. So I don't want to just like automatically assume like I don't want to put that much pressure on the kid. But I'm just putting your answer down. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is our age. Keep in mind he's younger than me. He's your age. He's twenty one. He is. Yeah, yeah, he's twenty one. He's not twenty two. He can drink. If he is 22, now. he just turned 22. Uh, let's Hold on. See. The goo. I am on baseball reference. I will beat you. I am on baseball Jr. reference too. Oh, he's 20. Oh, no, he is 22. He just turned 22 like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Literally two weeks ago was his birthday. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Small world. Um, what a better birthday present than actually hitting 30 home runs this time. Mm-hmm. I see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bichette. Uh, let's see. Fourth, I'm gonna do hits with Bichette, hits. and I'm gonna put it at. I'm gonna be bold. Over. And this isn't really that bold. 100 hits. Uh, I mean, his rookie season, he hit. He had how many hits? He had 61, only 40. Yeah, he'll be. I think he'll definitely hit over 100. 100%. Like, this guy's going to probably, in my opinion, have a breakout season and probably, I'll, I, I, he's not going to get Tatis money, but he's going to get a lot of money. 
I he's, also good. I'm also gonna say over. I think he's a very good hitter. He won't even his power numbers aren't at, aren't uh, aren't bad either. Like coming into the league, I thought he wasn't gonna be power bad, but he's impressed me with the amount of home runs he's hitting. Wasn't his first home his first career home run hit on Clayton Kershaw? Indeed it was. So or is that Vladdy's? It was one of them. No, Vladdy's first home run was I think it was in uh it was in San Francisco, I think. Yes, it was. It was. You are right. I remember that now. Or so yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, Vladimir. Uh, um, I really did not plan this out very well. Just cause. Uh, let's do Springer, home run. Springer dingers. Uh, uh, over or under what? Over or under? We'll say thirty, just cause he's done it before. He has done it before, right? Yeah, he's had over 30. Yeah, he's, he's definitely uh, been a guy that's been like a 30 home run, 80, 50, 60, 80 RBI mm-hmm. guy. Um, his career high was 39 two years ago. Okay. Um, so, he's well, do, hit 20 in almost every single season. Okay, so we'll keep it at 30. I think he's – I'll say over. Considering he's going to be playing in a, a hitter-friendly ballpark in Dunedin. Yeah. That's and, exactly uh, what I was thinking. And also, like, Buffalo, if you go there, it's a hitter-friendly or even, ballpark. even uh, if they do end up coming back to Toronto by the end of the season, which I think they will, um, that's a definitely a hitter-friendly ballpark. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where we're going to see it over the next little while. I think – I don't know if you want to touch on this now, but I think that they'll definitely be able to finish the season, at least in Toronto and play playoff games there, especially if the MLB decides, especially if they get vaccinated. Uh, We've seen the Canadian government be more lenient with the NHL trades and all that. So especially if the MLB players all get themselves vaccinated, which I think they will be very soon. I don't see why the Canadian government won't allow the Blue Jays to play at the Rogers Center. I guess it's just going to determine like the amount of cases that that are going to be here. Like it's going to be really, um, I don't want to say risky, but it's going to be very interesting to see how things go Mm -hmm. um, from that sense. But I think regardless of where he plays, whether it's in Toronto, Dunedin, or, or, uh, or in uh, Buffalo, He's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna hit a lot of home runs. They're all hitters, hitters ballparks. Even uh, Yankee Stadium, Fenway, T- even Tampa, even, even Tropicana Field. Yeah, yeah, they're all gonna be uh, they're all they're all hitter friendly ballparks. So he'll definitely, Springer, I think he'll get that over. Dude, Springer at Camden Yards, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I forgot the Orioles existed. That's just me. Oh, they have um, they have Felix now. <laughs> King Felix. That's uh, how far he has fallen from about five years too late. They made that signing, but good for Baltimore, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Springer, who's another player? I can make up an over under for. See, I'm doing this on the fly. The other ones I had made up already in my head. Um, let's do. Hmm. Alejandro. Alejandro Kirk. Captain Kirk. 
Um, let's see. How many games does he play over or under six, 60? Under just because I think Jansen's still going to take on a lot of that. Uh, that uh, What's the word I'm thinking of? A lot of like that uh, shouldering the load. Um, mm-hmm. Just because like, again, like if you, and like catchers normally don't need to be uh, offensive. They're more so like. Like the Russell Martin types. Well, Russell Martin in his prime was was elite at both offense and defense, which is rare for a catcher. Exactly. Like like even like Buster Posey, for example, who like is probably if I were to pick catchers. Before his broken favorite. legs. Yeah, like that's one of the things where I think you need to look at and say like, okay, like he's not going to hit. And like the thing is, is, they have a lot of D, like they have a lot of people that can play the DH role. Like you could put Hernandez there if you want Gritchick in the field. Uh, once you know Springer's healthy, you could put Springer there to start. Uh, Telez, you can put Kirk. Uh, Kirk. Yeah, you could put Guerrero, Samian. Like there's so much room for opportunity there, and I think this is really a good thing in terms of like. Uh, they have so much flexibility in their roster. Like, how many teams can say that? Like, this is how many teams can say, "Oh no, we have our shortstop, our starting shortstop injured in Bo Bichette. Cool, Trevor Simeon. Uh, <laughs> Trevor Simeon, Marcus Simeon, Marcus Simeon. Wow, my bad. Okay, so we both made mistakes right now. Who's Trevor Simeon? I don't know. I honestly like, was gonna ask, like, is this a football player? Like, uh, where did I hear that name before? I don't know where that name's even from. Marcus Simeon. Sorry. Anyways, yeah. So, how many other teams could say, "Oh no, we lost Bo Bichette," and you just replace him with Marcus Simeon? Is it bad that when I was a kid, I thought that Marcus Simeon's last name was Marcus Seaman? No, I think I, I think every kid wanted to believe that, so they just said it anyways. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm sure I, – I, can you imagine, like, one of the reporters asking him, so, like, so, you ever get your name butchered? And he's just like, okay, how much time do you have? That's one of the worst last names you can probably have growing up. Probably, given the circumstances, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think – actually, speaking of Kirk, I didn't put, give my answer yet. I'm going over because I think he will be – um, taking over that starting catcher position. Mm. I don't know. Like that's that's one. I mean, like to be fair, like the catcher. I like Jensen. position. I like no, Jensen. Like, not I even do, that. But... Not even that. It's just like he like. The, is it wrong to say that the Jays have the best catching depth in in the AL? Because like I. You have Reese McGuire after that. You have Reese McGuire as like your third option, which like, okay, he's not great, but he's serviceable. Like, okay, who's the competition? He's better than a lot of teams' thirds. And if anything, like who is ideally going to be better than him? Like Gary Sanchez? Come on. Gary Sanchez is a terrible defensive. He should just be a DH. Not even defensive, but like in the form of the offensive and defensive like combination – the Jays really have both because, like, if you look at, like, for example, like the Rays, um, Mike, like, uh, Mike Zanino, who I think is still their catcher, if I'm correct, um, is basically like a career, like, like I'll check right now, like, he's not a big uh, hitter. His, he's a career 200 hitter. Like, yeah. that's not good enough. 
And I know that they just got, I think they also got Francisco Mejia, who's going to be obviously really, really good. But again, like how far along is he? Mm-hmm. You know, he still needs to kind of like put it together. Uh, and then you have like the Orioles who like, I think like Pedro Severino is their catcher, which like, again, he can hit, but is he good defensively? And from what I've seen, the answer is no, because he, you know, still has a lot of kinks in his game. The Yankees just don't even deserve an entry because Gary Sanchez is horrible. And your next option is what Higashiko or Higashioka. One of those, I don't know. I don't know which name is the right. I was at a blue Jays game. This was a few years ago. Kevin Pillar was still on the team. It was the blue Jays against the Yankees. And it was actually that one game when Kevin Pillar stole home. I don't know if you remember. That was, that was like one of the opening. uh, Yeah, it was, it was part of the opening home stand. I was, I wasn't at the home opener, but it was like the second or third game after I don't remember exactly, but anyways, I was there with my cousin. We had really good seats. We were up in the 500s, but behind home plate. So you like saw everything like beautifully. Like that's probably my favorite spot to sit in the Rogers Center, 500s behind the plate. You better keep a mental picture of that if they tear it down in a couple of years. I mean, that's like one of the only spots in the Rogers Center where you can see everything without a blind spot. <laughs> that's so. true. So uh, anyways, so yeah, really good seats. You could see what's going on super well. And it was Dylan Batanzas on the mound and Gary Sanchez catching, which that combo together did not know how to keep a base runner at their base. And Kevin, it was just so funny to see that like cat and mouse game. Like, like Kevin Pilar is kind of mean in how like, and how badly he just completely just embarrassed them. Like, Oh, 100%. You have Batanzas who, does not know how to keep a, a runner at bay if his life depended on it, especially at that point in his career. He was still like pretty young. And Gary Sanchez was just one of the worst defensive catchers I've ever seen. Yeah. And like, I, I, I don't even need to be mean. Like, I remember like when this guy first came onto the scene, like 2016, like this guy was killing baseballs, like murdering baseballs. And like, it was almost unfair to watch. And then it's almost just like sad to see him like kind of drop off the way that he did. Because like mm-hmm. I think remember like he was supposed to be like the best. Of, well, like, the that whole the whole thing was his offense, right? I don't think he was ever like known for, like even when he first came into the league and he was on that heater. Like it wasn't because of his defense; it was his, it was his bat. That is true. That is very true. Um. So and then like again like like who else like Christian Vasquez maybe, because he. I mean, he's a decent, like, on-base catcher. But, like, again, like, you know, I – like, again, like, I know I know where people are going to be like, oh, you're hyping up Kirk so much. Well, like, yeah, he's good. And, like, the fact that he's so good at a young age, like, that that's beneficial, like, so much, especially – Built like an Oompa age. Loompa, too, which is always fun. Oh, my God, the bobbleheads that, I, that they're going to have. <laughs> I want that so badly. That, that should be the, the first game with fans at Rogers Center. It should be Alejandro Kirk bobblehead night. Oompa Loompa day here at the Sky Dome. Not to be rude to him, but come on. I have a sense <laughs> of humor sometimes. Um, anyways, um, I guess we're, we will wrap this up with um, give me your bold prediction or predictions about the Blue Jays. Get as bold as you want. Fire a hot take if you need to. This team is at is at very least the second best team in the AL East. I think this team is going to make the playoffs. 
And I think this team has a potential to sneak in and be the top four team in Major League Baseball. Or at least, you know, backtrack a little bit. This team's going to make the ALDS and they're going to win a series. So they're going to win a series outside of the wild card. Yes. Because the only two teams that are going to give them remotely any trouble from a pitching standpoint, in my opinion, are it's going to be the Rays. Like Baltimore, offensively, they have some pieces. The Red Sox, they can still hit, but they can't really pitch that well. And I don't know what sales going to look like. Uh, and then the Yankees, like, dude, they're made of class. Like this season, especially if like we inch closer and closer to normality, oh, it's going to be so good. I'm I'm ex- I am ecstatic for this season. Like holy crap! Like I am, I am literally I, going to be grinning from ear to ear. I've said this before, but I haven't been this excited for a Blue Jay season to start since since the 2016 seven no the 2016 season because 2015 we weren't expecting them to be good, but then they were. Yeah, and then they and then like that whole three month window from like July to like September was like. Everybody was on cloud nine. I remember before they traded for Price and Tulowitzki, though those trades happened, if I remember correctly, within like a week of each other, right? Before yes. they made those trades, I bought tickets to um to I bought tickets to a game to go to with my cousin. Um before those trades even happened, before those trades were even thought of. And and then the, the tickets we ended up getting the game to were for the game like the first or second game of like Tulowitzki and, and Price together. So that, that that was a lot of fun. Like the Roger Center, like the atmosphere was unmatched. It was so fun that time. I unfortunately have yet to go to a playoff baseball game in my life. I have not I've, been to a playoff game either. I, I, I unfortunately missed out on that. But that the two games that I remember that stick out in my head were the uh the the, the game where the bench is cleared against uh the uh the I believe it was the Royals. Yeah. Oh, that's the game I was referencing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Never mind. I was at that um, game when Aaron Sanchez got tossed. Yeah, that was a that was a freaking intense game, man. Like everyone mm-hmm. was so. I have never seen the like Rogers Center was packed. I have never seen like twenty or thirty thousand people. Not even like legitimate. I don't want to say legitimate. It was more than that. that. That 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 was like the sold out game almost. That was like yeah, it was like thirty thousand people there. More. It was, it was the Rogers Center holds what. Almost close to fifty thousand. I think it's like forty nine something. I don't know. Like I, I can't remember specifically. So there's at least forty. There's at least forty thousand fans there. Yeah, uh, and then also keep in mind, like uh, you know, the the next game that I went to after that was uh, opening weekend against the Red Sox, and that was just as fun because everybody knew how good this team could be. My win. And Sorry. It was yeah. just. I I, I mm-hmm. think. It sucks that we can't see like George Springer in a normal Jays uniform right away. Mm-hmm. We have to be teased, but that's why you sign him for long term. I was at a, yeah, I was at the home opener following the 2015 season, and we saw like Donaldson get his like MVP trophy and all that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, so yeah. Anyways, so your bold prediction again is the Blue Jays make the ALCS. I think they have a shot. They really have a shot, and like, like comparing the AL to, like, like comparing the AL in general, like they have so much, like, upside compared to like other teams in the AL. Like, 
you look at the AL West, they're better than like half of the teams that are there. They're better than half of the teams that are in the, the AL Central. They're better than I think every team in the AL Central. And I'm not going to take who, that away. Who really is the top team in the AL Central? The White Sox? I mean, I think, I think so. But again, like we don't know what's going to happen between now and I mean, they got pieces for sure, but I don't know if they're complete yet. And that Tony Larusa hiring is like the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I think they really botched all of their progress with that move. Mm-hmm. And it really just goes to show you that if you have a young, promising future and don't hire some guy who's stuck in 1983. Or more or less, here's an easier one don't have stupid management. Because yes. I like for as much flack as we gave. Shatkins, and yes, I'm going to say that. Um, for when they much, first came in, yeah, like I remember my cousin and I were just like so he was so like disenfranchised. Remember, after every single Blue Jays move, the hashtag fuck Shapiro was trending, <laughs> yeah, dude. No, the reason why, again, like the reason why everyone was so upset is because we had a taste of playoff baseball and we wanted more. and those those two heard us and they were like listen we know you want more but these guys are all pushing they're all at the end of their careers yeah they're all at the end of their careers i think the only one that had like a little bit of time left was donaldson and even now he's sort of floundering like there's just so much with the right development and the right players and the right managerial core like let's be honest and i don't mean to sound like harsh that team made the playoffs because of luck they went like on in a, 20 the 2016 20, team in, no 2015 they made the team because of luck 2016 they just gambled on some players like jay happ and, and in 2016 couple, i remember they had a terrible september and almost completely fell out of the playoffs yeah like their september was awful and like they they went and got like francisco loriano which was like supposed to be better but he like, didn't, didn't really pan out as a starter as a really like it's one of those things where it's all about how you use players because like francisco loriano not a good starter in the bullpen very good and the pirates realized that and they used him in the bullpen uh another example uh uh oh perfect example here and this is this is completely unrelated for the jays mariano rivera was a starter he started his career as a start, or he was a prospect and was a starter. Mm-hmm. He then turned into the best closer in Major League Baseball. Arguably, I still think all time. I think I think Mo, as much as I hate on the Yankees, like Mo, I can respect. Other than the fact that he's a he's a big Trump supporter, but yeah, <laughs> is he? Allegedly, I didn't, I didn't know that. I mean, like I don't care. I'm at, apparently, I'm at the he, apparently, they were like they made like uh, really good friends while during his time in New York. So. I mean, I don't know. Like people, people fall in and out of favor with everybody all the time. Like, anyways, you know. anyways, yeah. But like, there's no doubt. I think he's the best closer of all time. Oh, for sure, hundred uh, percent. And and had the sickest walk-in music in all of baseball. Oh, if you walk out to Andrew Sandman, you you so you better a, be the greatest of all time. This is a guy <laughs> who fucks. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally what it is. Um. Okay, yeah, so I never got to my bold prediction yet. You did not. And for me, I'm going to say that this team is going to win the division. Damn, okay. That's my bold prediction. They are going to make moves during the season to help improve this team. I think it's going to look a lot like 
how it did in Anthopolis's last year in 2015, which we were just talking about. Um, maybe not like as many blockbusters because of this team being young and you want to maintain that that window of success. Because I think this team can be successful for the next decade, the better half or the better part of the next decade for sure. Um, so I think that that's how this team's going to be built and they're going to make moves to help their rotation. I could see them trading for like a Castillo or a gray from the reds. Cause I don't expect the reds to be doing well at all. And there'll be sellers um, just to bolster that rotation going into the playoffs, the offense, like the lineup and defense and all that. I don't need to worry much about and the bullpen. I don't think you need to worry about. I think uh, this is going to be Jordan Romano's coming out party. He's going to completely, uh, be lights out in a closer role. I think he's going to do really well in that position. And, and yeah, they're going to win the division. Okay. Let's hope that you don't. Uh... That's a, that's my, that's a bold prediction, by the way. I'm glad that you said bold. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I guess we're doing a baseball season preview. So I guess the only way to wrap this up is to give our world series predictions. I'm curious. You want to start? World Series predictions? I don't know, man. Just say something, man. Don't be one of those boring. Oh, I have to see. Uh, right now, Dodgers. Shit, there's no one. You know I think what? the AL is completely open for anybody. It really thinking. is. I think. What I really want, if people can get their shit together, and it's so unfortunate, but this is what I think. And this, I'm praying to God happens because I want this guy in the postseason. I want a battle of LA. I want Angels versus Dodgers. I don't think give me seven games. They should be though. This is what pisses me off. Why were they not in on Bowen? Why are they not in on anybody? They have the money. Exactly. In LA, like you have the money. And, and what pisses me off is like you missed out on Bauer. Um, you're you missed out on Garrett Cole. And what's funny is that like I honestly think like looking at this roster, and like I was talking with our buddy Cole about it. Uh shout out Queen City. Um shout out shout out this own podcast that we're recording yes, right now. That too. <laughs> um Oh, shout out takes to the nosebleeds. I'm, I'm a moron. Dude, we are so out of it. This, this should just be... Okay, at, le- at least we, we call each other out on our shit. Square, we're having a stroke. Uh, anyway, um, this team, I don't know how they're freaking going to be competitive. Like, you have... Okay, you're banking on Shohei Otani's elbow to not explode. If that doesn't happen, like, their rotation's okay, but you need somebody to go over the edge. And also, like, they need a first baseman, and they're going to get Anthony Rizzo in the offseason, or they're going to trade for Anthony Rizzo. That's my prediction. We'll get to that. On, so on, on, is that day. your prediction, the Battle of L.A., or what you want to see? I want to see that. It's not my prediction, though. Okay. Um, do you have a prediction? Uh, I'll say – I'll just take the easy option. I'll say Yankees. No, actually, you know what? I need we need a rematch. Rays? No. No, 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 no. Houston LA seven game final to determine the true 
World Series champion. I think Houston still still has it after have, especially after losing Springer. I think they have because I think Springer I, was a big part of their team. I think with getting Ordo Rizzi, they really uh, fix that pitching core with their youth. Um, I don't know what Granky's going to be like. They still have good pieces. Like Kyle Tucker's a great player on their team, and like Michael Brantley's okay. Miles Straw apparently is supposed to be a really big prospect. Like they they got the lineup. I think to be honest, like they they just need a little bit of luck to go their way. All right, so you're saying yes. Houston and LA. I am saying Houston and LA, and I'm hoping that that happens because I actually I think on my phone I want to see if I still have the picture. I was playing uh, franchise mode, and I think I screenshotted the the two teams playing each other in the World Series. If I still have it. Mm-hmm. Do I still have it? I don't know if I do. I'm kind of I'm kind of gonna be mad if I don't have it. Uh, I'm looking right I, now at a. I don't have it. At a CBS article for the, uh, like they're all making like their like season standings, like predictions and all that, and it's pretty funny because the AL East, they all have Yankees at one, they all have Blue Jays at two, they all have Rays at three. This is like a panel of five, of five people picking. They all have the Red Sox at four and the Orioles at five. Like, it's all yeah. just, like, they all have the exact same standings for that. Um, But in the – this is tough. Because the AL, like like I said, like, a few minutes ago, it just feels like it's so wide open. Um, Like, there's not a team that really stands out as, like, your favorite, like, like you do in, like, the in – the, in the National League. Like, you have, like, those few teams who just stand out over the rest – Oh God! Um, representing the National League, I'm going to have the San Diego Padres. Okay, the other California team. I really like the Padres. I think they're going to go on. I love Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, I think they're going to just be that team that has fun and wins games, and they're going to go on a heater on the back half of the year, and they'll be the hot team going into the postseason. And they'll beat the Dodgers in the in the championship series, or the or in one of the rounds. I don't know exactly how the how the playoff picture is going to look, but yeah. And in the national, oh, sorry. And in the in the American League. Oh God, this is tough. I want to be different from you, so I'm not going to say the Astros. <laughs> just literally, just for that reason. Um. Screw it. The Minnesota Twins are going to make their way back to the World Series. <laughs> oh, okay, I like my pick a lot better. <laughs> I want to be different from you. I don't want. I don't want to say Houston. That's boring for people to listen to. I'm going to say the Twins. I would say the White Sox if they didn't make the dumbest managerial hire of all time, because I really like the pieces they have, and I don't. Another, I don't buy another- the Yankees at all. Another fun matchup will be the A's versus the Dodgers, the battle of the wealth versus the poor. I don't think the A's are going to – the A's will make the playoffs. They'll be a wild-card team. They'll be a wild-card team, and then they'll be out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's – again, like, there's so much shit that's going to happen. Maybe like, maybe they'll win the wild-card game, but – Yeah, I don't uh, know. It's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. One final note before we sign off. Um <laughs> – 
Runet Odor getting uh, completely released by the by the pod by the Padres. So wow, by the Rangers. That's fun to see. Matt has the biggest smile on his face right now. I'm a happy boy at that. Um, I just want to say, um, rest in peace, Bozo. Yes, rest in peace, Bozo. That's definitely what I. That wasn't initially what I was gonna say. No, that's. I just want to get that out there into the universe. Uh, Rufnad Odor, who is 27, is going to be making a total of of 27 million to sit at home, do nothing. Dude, this guy. Okay. What a terrible you, contract. You want to hear a fall from grace, boys and girls? Fall from grace where, okay, this is his stat line, okay? 259 is rookie season. Not bad. 261. Progress. These are batting averages? Yes, these are batting averages. 271. Okay, that's a good promise. 204. Okay, that's, that's a slump, but you never know. 253. Uh, he comes back. 205. 167 in 38 games. He's so bad. His only full season in 2017, he was a 204 hitter. He had 30. Okay. And he was literally, him and Joey Gallo are literally home run or bust. Rufrod Odor is what I'm going to call him. Got to get the fraud in there. Yes. Oh, I'd rather get punched in. Uh, what was it? I'd rather get, uh, get knocked, punched out. And knocked out in May than, than released in in March. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Okay. So I think that's all we got for you today. Yes. Um so yeah. If you haven't already at the beginning of the show, follow us on the social media's Instagram at Queen City Roundup on Twitter at Q underscore City Roundup. And I almost forgot for a second, but I but I did it. Um and uh any final thoughts matt uh i'm glad to have baseball back and i'm gonna be excited once uh, i graduate that i can watch baseball basically almost every day hopefully mm-hmm. god willing all but, right uh, let's see. yeah it's nice to have baseball back and uh see you next week go blue jays